0: To continue our study in Proverbs today, matter of fact, according to the uh, outlines we've been following, this is actually part two of what Mark started, Uh, special comparisons part two. I'm doing uh, chapters 28 and 29 and uh, I'm going to follow more closely the outline that they had done uh, because I only have a limited amount of time (laughs) to get this in this time. Uh, I've got at most a couple of weeks. I'm going to be out of pocket after that for a while. So uh, I'm not going to go over the whole thing. What I'd like to do first of all, though, is read chapter 28. And then we're going to go back and, and uh, go over uh, some of the areas of that. It won't be a verse by verse this time, but I do want to read the whole chapter. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. For the uh, transgression of a land, many are the princes thereof, but a man of understanding and knowledge, the state thereof shall be prolonged. A poor man that oppresses the poor is like a sweeping rain which leaveth no food. They that forsake the law praise the wicked, but such as keep the law contend with them. Evil men understand not judgment, but they that seek the Lord understand all things." Better is the poor that walketh in his uprightness than he that is perverse in his ways, though he be rich. Whoso keepeth the law is a wise son, but he that, he that is a companion of a of, of riotous man shameth his father. He that by usury and unjust gain increaseth his substance, he shall gather it for him that will pity the poor. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be abomination." Whoso causeth the righteous to go astray in an evil way, he shall fall himself into his own pit. But the upright shall have good things in possession. The rich man is wise in his own conceit, but the poor that hath understanding searcheth him out. When righteous men do rejoice, there is great glory. But when the wicked rise, a man is hidden. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper. prosper but whoso confesseth and forsake them shall have mercy. Happy is the man that feareth always, but he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. As a roaring lion and a raging bear, so is a wicked ruler over the poor people. The prince that uh, wanteth understanding is also a great oppressor, but he that hateth covetousness shall prolong his days. A man that doeth violence to the blood of any person shall flee to the pit, let no man stay him. Whoso walketh uprightly shall be saved, but he that is perverse in his ways shall fall at once. He that telleth his land shall have plenty of bread, but he that followeth after vain persons shall have poverty enough. A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. To have respect of persons is not good. For for a piece of bread that man will transgress. He that hasteneth to be rich hath an evil eye, and considereth not that poverty shall come upon him. He that rebuketh a man afterwards shall find more favor than he that flattereth him with a tongue. Whoso robbeth his father or his mother, and saith, It is no transgression, the same is the companion of a destroyer. He that is of a proud heart stirreth up strife, but he that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack, but he that hideth his eyes shall have many a curse. When the wicked rise, men hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase. You know, just reading that, and then you look at it, and you look at Proverbs, a lot of comparisons between rich and poor and righteousness and evil. I mean, just over and over and over again. That's a good thing. I mean, there's a lot of lessons to be learned in all of this. Well, the first thing, let's, let's look at verse 1 to begin with. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as lions. And the question I had here, and I, by the way, I was going to run everybody a copy of this again, but the printer wasn't working Wednesday night. Okay, so I couldn't print everybody a copy. I apologize for that. I don't know if it's fixed now or not. We didn't get here early enough to run it this morning. But on Wednesday night it wasn't working, so that's why you don't have one of these. But the question that the outline asks, what difference is given between wicked and righteousness? Well, the, weak, the wicked flee, right? They they're flee. They're, they're fearful. The righteous are as bold as lions. Now, what could that mean? Think about it. The wicked fleet. What does a criminal always have to worry about? Getting caught. Getting caught. Always looking over his shoulder. Always wondering, does, is that sirene I'm here. Is that for me? You know, you're always fearful about somebody's going to find you out. Somebody's coming after you. But what about the righteous? You have think to fear about that kind of thing? You ain't think fear about that. You know, there's bold is light. Matter of fact. Uh, you probably have heard this and I have too. You know, people, when they're right, they don't worry about what people think about them too much. You know, if you're right in what you're doing and you're right in what you're saying and you're truthful, then you don't have any fear. You can stand, whether it's in a courtroom or before audience or before whatever, and say, I'm doing what's right. I don't have anything to fear. And I, I believe that's probably what that is talking about. And so we want to live our lives in such a way we don't have to look our shoulders, do we? <laughs> we want to live our lives in such a way that, that, that we don't have to be fearful. Now, let's skip down to verse 4. They that forsake the law praise the wicked, but such as keep the law contend with them. Now, who praises the wicked? Those that forsake the law, right? I not you think about that. Those that forsake the law. Uh, that's a pretty bad commentary on our society today. Isn't it? You see people, and when you say forsaking the law, you're talking about the law of God. It's talking about the old law. When you forsake God's way, who do you end up praising? The wicked. Those people that are not living the way God would want you to. And I reckon this happened, and of course, when current things happen and you're studying for a lesson, you can't help but apply them to that. I don't know if you heard this story or not, but there was some college, and right now I can't think of the name of it, some other people may know. They had a sorority. We all know what a sorority is, right? A club that girls joined. Well, they had a sorority. They let a transgender guy in. All right? Well, of course, the girls didn't like that at all. What's a man doing in our house here? They have sorority houses. He was living in there with the girls. Well, all sorts of things happened. And the the girls, uh, the sorority actually filed a lawsuit against them to stop that. Well, some of the ladies that were alumni of that sorority, they supported the lawsuit. They were vocal about it. Ended up, the judge threw the case out. Oh, you have no standing. So they lost the case. All right? Those ladies, not only were they standing up for what's right, but then you know what the sorority did? They kicked the ladies out that stood up for what was right. They kicked them out of the sorority. Okay? And you're going, how in the world? And that's what the ladies also said. They were on the news later saying, where do we turn now? You know, where do women go when other women won't stand up for them? You know, and I, you can think about any number of examples of that going on lately. When things are just totally doesn't even pass common sense test at all, but yet somebody because they've forsaken the way of the Lord, they're praising those that are righteous. I mean evil. I mean they're praising the guy joining the girls' club. Oh, he's good. That's what you ought to do. That's ridiculous. And everybody with common sense knows that's ridiculous. But those that are forsaking God's way, they're promoting evil and unrighteousness, and speaking well of it. And we need to be careful we don't do that. Okay? We don't succumb to those evil ways. And I'm proud those ladies stood up. And of course, there's more examples of that happening all the time. And I hope, I truly hope, that that means people are beginning to get their feel of this kind of thing and things are going to make a turn. I really hope that's the case. You know, because people are beginning to stand up. And unfortunately, we've had a... Uh, what, the parable on the unrighteous judge? We have some unrighteous judges in places right now that are standing up for what's wrong. And that, that's, that's a bad thing. But hopefully enough of righteous people will be there to turn this thing around. But anyway, I, I had to bring that up. I couldn't have to do that. All right, go down to verse 5 now. Evil men understand not judgment, but they that seek the Lord understand all things. Think about that. That guy in that, that case again. He had to be evil. He couldn't understand that. He doesn't understand judgment. He doesn't understand what right and wrong and that type thing. Couldn't. He couldn't have understood that. Uh, you know, it's not surprising in uh, Romans chapter one let We'll just look at Romans 1. Just a minute. I'll try not to spend too much time there. Uh, Romans 1, starting in verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it to them. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen and being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and God has so that they are without excuse. Because that when uh, when they knew God they glorified him not neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened professing themselves to be wise they became fools That's where we are in some people in our society You can't tell the difference in a boy and a girl and you can't tell that a boy doesn't need to be in a girl's club Really? You know you profess yourself to be wise but you're fools You're foolish. That's foolishness. And people are succumbing to that because they've left God's ways and they speak good of evil things. Well, look at verse 9. Verse 9. Let me go back to where I was. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer should be an abomination. What's going to happen to people like that? That are not willing... To listen to God's law and follow God's law, hey, even their prayer is going to be an abomination. What's an abomination? That's abhorrent to God, right? He turns from that. Those, those are abominable things. Matter of fact, we won't read all these verses, but in Proverbs 15:8 it says sacrifices can be an abomination. Fifteen twenty six says even thoughts can be an abomination. Isaiah one fifteen says, He will not hear the prayers of the evil. Even their prayers won't be heard. That's where we are. And you know, we've got people, again, professing themselves to be wise. They're foolish. And God's turning from it. God does not condone that kind of thing. And He'll turn, and boy, when He turns, you know, bad things can happen to people. You know, but it, he, he will not listen to that, that kind of thing. Verse 11. Verse 11. The rich man is wise in his own conceit, but the poor that have understanding searches him out." The rich man is wise in his own conceit. I'm wise in my own eyes. And a lot of that probably has to do with the wealth that he's accumulated through whatever means he has. I'm wealthy now. I must be wise. But what does it say about the poor man? you will search him out what? But the poor that hath understanding searches him out." Understanding, in other words, there can be discernment. A poor man, just because you're poor, doesn't mean you can't discern between right and wrong. You can't understand... You, you can't, just because you're poor, doesn't mean you can't understand the difference in right and wrong. Again, like that judge or other people that are putting forward all these abominable things, you don't have to be rich to figure out that's not right. okay? And if you are rich and you make like that's right, that doesn't make you right. You know, your wealth doesn't make you right in what you're doing. What makes you right in what you're doing is following God's law. And that, that's where we are there. Any comments or questions so far? All right. I thought I was oh, down here. I thought I'd skipped something, but I hadn't. That's good. (laughs) All right. Go to verse 13. Verse 13. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. That sounds like what we follow today, right? You know, if uh, the New Testament says, well, look at James 5 16. James 5 16. Says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And in fourteen eleven, Romans fourteen, verse eleven. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess God. And Romans fifteen nine and that the Gentiles might glorify God for His mercy. It is written, For this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. If you confess your sin, God will forgive that sin if you follow His will. Of course, we know that that's to a Christian if you're already a child of God. And you can pray for forgiveness because the blood of Christ will cleanse you. If you're not, you need to become a Christian to have access to that blood. But then also in that confession, Right now, people may not be confessing God. If they're evil men, they won't. Will they one day? Every knee will bow one day. And everybody's gonna know the truth. Everybody's gonna know, oh, I thought I was right in that way, but I wasn't. I was wrong. Then it's gonna to be too late. But everybody's gonna know the truth one day. Our hope is, because the truth is revealed through the word of God that people can find that truth before it's too late. On this side of the ground instead of the other side. Because after that, it's too late. And you will be acknowledging God and you will be confessing God, but it'll be too late for God to have mercy on you then. He's your judge then. He's not your Savior. He's going to be your judge after death. So you need to take care of things before death. Questions, comments again? Do what? Some have found the truth and have still not <coughs> obeyed it. Many people know, and yeah. they'll sit and they'll hear it, but they will not obey it. So it's more than just knowing, it's obeying. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the thing. And some people come up with a lot of reasons for not obeying. That's a whole other lesson. Maybe I've done too many things bad and I can't get my life straightened out. and There's all sorts. But once you learn the truth, then you got to obey the truth, for it to help you and be uh, Christ's blood to be applied to your soul and your uh, sins to be washed away. Then you have to obey the truth. It's not just knowing; that's true. Any other comments? That transistor transgender deal, you know, it's so mm-hmm. boys were changing over to be girls. And trying to play sports here in Alabama. You don't know, have the next to Go down there and try to. Keep them straight, you know. A boy's so much stronger than a bird. Oh, yeah. It's just not fair. Uh-uh. And it doesn't take a brain surgery to figure that out, does it? You don't take a brain surgery. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it is, I, I really am flabbergasted that we're to this point, you know, in our country. I, 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 I couldn't imagine, you know, people not being able to tell that that's not right, you know. A few years ago, we've seen when Birmingham got Adams out. You know, Birmingham had Adams Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah they, don't, um, they don't really believe that they're, they're just using it using They it. are they're using it mm-hmm. And uh, for whatever reason you do you don't know all the reasons they're doing that, but for some reason they are. And, you know yes. I believe if we're Christian, we have the responsibility to do that. Okay? And and but to do that, and I'm not going to get into politics at all, but to do that, if you're going to help correct that, and luckily we do live in a country where we can, you have to educate yourself on who's running and what they stand for and what they're willing to stand up for and fight against and and try to uh Do your best to help them get in a position of power because you want somebody in a position of power that's going to use it in the correct way. There's going to be somebody in power anyway. It might as well be somebody that knows the difference in right and wrong. Okay? And you're not going to have a Christian in positions of power all the time. There's no way to do that. But you can have people with good common sense that know the difference in right and wrong. You know. And you can help get those people in places where they can make a difference. Okay? I, I just, and it's amazing that, that sometimes, again, to me, it, it just you that how can people keep electing that person? I won't get into politics. So. But anyway, uh, it is uh, sometimes uh, discouraging to see people that are blatantly uh, evil people and promoting evil things continue to get re-elected and placed in those positions of power. It is frustrating. Alright, anything else? need to oh. pray, they'll change. I'm sorry? need to pray, those people will change. Yes. And finally come to a realization and be brave enough to do what's right. Yep. And of course, we always remember God is in charge. You know, it may frustrate me to see that person where he is. God can use all sorts of things to work out his will in this world that may seem like evil, bad, whatever thing's happening right now, but I'm not in charge. You know, Joseph, I know when he was put in that pit and sold into slavery, I doubt very seriously he could see the good that's going to come from that. But God had a plan. God was going to work it out. Now, does that mean we forsake our responsibility to try to do what we need to do? No. Huh. No. But again, and i probably used this before, when, for what we know, it's like being in a motel room and looking through that little peephole. You see that little bit out in that hallway. God sees the whole picture. The whole From past to future to everything. And we see through that little peephole. We see what's right around. And that's all we can see. But you know, we still have the responsibility to work where we are and do what we can do with what we know, you know. And then God will work it out. After that, he'll he'll work out the big picture. We don't have to worry about the big picture. But God wants his people to stand for his will. We have to stand up for what's right. We're going to answer for it if we don't. And again, this was not a Christian person. It was a religious person. I listen on the radio every now and then. And he was making the comment. And he was talking about (laughs) people in general in pulpits. He said, they need to be standing up for what's right. He said, I don't mean preaching politics. He said, that's not what I'm talking about. He said, standing up for a rough life, like transgenderism is wrong. Homosexuality is wrong. You know, fornication is wrong. He said, they need to be standing up for all of those things and not be ashamed to say that a sin is a sin and those things are wrong. Okay, and he said, we need every preacher in every pulpit in our country standing up for those things. And he was right. He was right. You know, that, that's what it's going to take. Again, comments? Alright, look at verse 14. Happy is the man that feareth always. That seems kind of strange, doesn't it? But he that hardeth his heart shall fall into mischief. Happy is the man that feareth alway." Well, what does that mean? Fears God. There you go. Happy is the man that fears God because if he does, what's do? he going to do? He's going to do what's right. going to do God's will. going to be like those people that do right and going to be as bold as a lion and all those kinds of things. He's going to be happy. Okay? And that's what's going to make him happy. But he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. Again, we've got people doing that now. Harden their heart. You know, they don't even care about what's right and wrong. You know, a lot of people are in places where they don't even care. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do, no matter what God says. So that's not a fear of God. You know, if I'm going to do what I'm going to do, no matter what God says, that's not a fear of God. That's not having a fear of being afraid of, or that's not being respectful either, is it? Which fear can mean both things. You have a healthy respect for God. If you have that healthy respect for God, and you know that His Word is right, then you're going to do that. If you don't, you're not going to. All right? Uh. Let's see, in verse 16. Verse 16. The prince that wanteth understanding is also a great oppressor. But he that hateth covetousness shall prolong his days. Why? And the question here says, why should all hate covetousness? Well, your days will be prolonged, right? You'll live long upon the earth if you do that. But also, what does Colossians 3, 5 tell us? I believe David even mentioned this in his lesson. Colossians 3.5 says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Covetousness equals idolatry. Same thing. Whatever you put above and beyond your respect for God and His Word and His will, that's your right. idol." And we talked about some of those on Wednesday night. What, what could be your idol? Well, it could be anything. All right? It could be anything that, that you say, well, I'm going to do this instead of God's will. And then that's your idol. Okay? So, you know, we've got, we got to be careful about that and, and be sure that we as God's people are not living that kind of life in that way. Now, look at verses 20 through 22. They group them together. Verses 20 through 22. A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. To have respect to persons is not good, for for a piece of bread that man will transgress. He that hasteneth to be rich hath an evil eye, and considereth not that poverty shall come upon him. I kind of see why they group those together, don't you? Talking about being rich, talking about being in a haste to be rich, talking about Having a respect of persons in order to be rich. Well, first of all, the danger of making haste to be rich. First of all, you won't be innocent. Alright? If you're going to be make haste to be rich, you want to do it quickly, you're going to have to do some things that are not on the uh, up and up Alright? You're going to have to cut some corners and treat people some ways and all those kind of things in order to make that money you want to make. Not going to be innocent in doing that. Comment? Did y'all comment? Thought hurts when I have a comment. So, you won't be innocent. Okay? And a lot of times, you won't go unpunished. You know, if you make a haste to be rich, you won't go unpunished. He will transgress. He'll show favoritism. Again, being a respecter of persons. What did he say he'll transgress for? Uh, a piece of bread. <coughs> won't take much for him to transgress, will it? No, not if he's showing respect to persons. It won't take much. And uh, the last part, he has an evil eye. What does that evil eye let him do? Only see the money. Only see what I can get and how quick I can get it. Now, uh, anybody heard of uh, Bernie Madoff? have heard of him? Famous for a Ponzi scheme. What's Ponzi? You take money from this person, you tell them you're going to do something, but you actually keep the money yourself. You know, that's basically what he did. You know, one of the biggest scandals in the last several years, anyway. Okay, and then there was another guy, and I couldn't remember his name, but this was opening also. I got on Google, and I googled investor sentenced. Uh, what you know, it's like that. You have never seen like the list of people that came up. <laughs> Investors that had been sentenced to prison for all the illegal things they'd done. It was just name after name after name after name. I went, wow, that wasn't even the guy I was looking for. And they had several of them. You know, greed is rampant. It's still out there. The guy I was looking for, and I know you probably heard of him, Sam Brink Bakeman Fried. Brinkman Fried, wherever it's. He uh, fraud, money laundering, he's a very young guy. Remember, I mean, have you seen him? Got a big bushy black head of hair and he's been on the news several times. He's young. He made haste to be rich, okay? And he thought, (laughs) okay, I'm getting into opinion now, I won't get into that. But anyway, he made haste to be rich and he has been tried and convicted now, okay? But those are two (laughs) well-known ones. But I'm going to tell you, Google it. You're going to find a lot of them you hadn't heard of, and they've been convicted and tried and sent to prison and that kind of thing. So greed is alive and well, all right? It's alive and well, and it always has been, all right? It's not a a new thing. Look at verse 26. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. I think we know what that's talking about, right? It's not in man that walketh to guide his own steps, right? Oh. You're a fool if you think you can do that. But if you walk in God's way, that's walking wisely, then you're going to be fine. You're going to be delivered. You're going to avoid many, many, many of the potholes that, that other people do not. Uh, 27. He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack but he that hided his eyes shall have many a curse. Uh, You give to the poor. Now, this is in the commentaries and all I I was reading. Uh, A hallmark, it says, this commentator said, a hallmark of righteous people are how they treat the poor. What they do with the poor. A hallmark of evil people is how they treat the poor you can see a big difference as far as the concern for, the taking care of, the things that you're, you're, you're willing to give, those type of things. And it says, if you give to the poor, you won't lack. Okay, You won't lack, of course, in what God is going to do for you. But here, I believe that promise is you won't lack in the worldly goods too. Now, uh, and if you are, have been known for giving to the poor and helping people that are in need, what happens if you do get in dire straits? And you're in need. People going to help you, right? They know you're willing to help other people. They've seen that in your life. They know that you are willing to give of your means to help other folks. So if you get in a tight place, you're going to have a lot of people out there. You know, there's going to be willing to help you out. You reap what you sow. You what you sow. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and... Now, we're going to go to chapter 29. Chapter 29. Look at verse 1 in chapter 29. He that being often reproved hardeneth his heart shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. Boy, without remedy. No cure. Okay, you're going to be destroyed and there's no cure. Why? Because you won't. Be reproved. What does reproved mean? You won't be corrected, will you? You're not going to listen to correction. You're not going to listen to the wisdom that either comes from God's Word or somebody trying to give you advice. That's good advice. You're not willing to listen to that. And if you're not willing to listen to that, you're going to go ahead and go straight on to whatever you're into. You're going to be destroyed by it. You know, whatever worldly thing you want to think about that people are into. If they continue on with that and they do not heed either God's reproof or the reproof of other people trying to help them out, then they're going to be destroyed by that. Okay. Uh, It's kind of like the same uh, Proverbs 15.10 has it about the same way. I think I looked that one up. Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he that hateth reproof shall die. You know, if you're forsaking God's way and you don't want to be corrected for it, then you know you're without remedy. Basically, you're going you're going to walk on and you're going to continue to destroy yourself. All right, verse seven: The righteous considereth the cause of the poor, but the wicked regardeth uh, regardeth not to know it. I think that's the same thing we already talked about. You know, uh, the, the righteous are going to consider the poor and do what they can, but the wicked will not. All right. Verse 11. A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. Think about that. <laughs> a fool uttereth all of his mind. You tell everything you know. And a lot of this, I think, has to do with anger. When you find yourself in anger situations, you, you can't, you just it's all out. You can't hold back. What does a wise man do? You hold back. You know, you don't you don't let all that out at one time. First of all, uh, you might not know the whole situation. And second of all, if you're angry, you might say some things you wished you hadn't. But if you hold your tongue, then when you know things cool down a little bit, then maybe whoever you have a, a conflict with, you ought to talk about it. And you can figure it out. Okay. Uh, verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Where there is no vision. Uh, some, some versions have where there is no revelation. Where there is no message from God. Whatever it is there, if you're not following God's Word, if you're not following what has been revealed, uh, you know, you don't have any hope there, okay? Uh, there, there's, if you keep the law, you're going to be happy. If you don't, the people are going to perish. That's, that's basically it. And if you don't keep the law, people will finally perish. Verse 20, See, as man that is hasty in his words. There is more hope of a fool than of him. We just talked about that, didn't we? A fool uttereth his whole mind. You're hasty in your words. You don't take time to think about it. You just spout off. More hope for a fool, it says, than there is for you. Verse 23 A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble spirit. How many times in Proverbs have we heard about pride? You know, pride will bring people down, pride hinders them from following God sometimes. They're too proud to do that. And it, it stops them from correcting mistakes and making things right. And verse 24. Whoso is partner with a thief hateth his own soul. He heareth cursing and bereath not. Uh, again, the commentaries I read took this back to Leviticus 5, verse 1, where it talks about uh, let's see if I can get down there. It says, And if a soul sin and hear the voice of swearing, and is a witness whether he hath seen or known of it, if he do not utter it, then he shall bear the iniquity. In other words, if you know something wrong has gone on, and you have called to be a witness to that, and you conceal it, you lie about it, or you don't tell the truth, you're just as guilty as the people that have committed the act is basically what it's saying there. All right, believe it or not, I got through one week. I didn't have to go to. All right. But again, I, went, I followed their outline. There, of course, many other things you can talk about in there. But uh, read read the rest of it for yourself. And uh, I, I don't know about you, I really enjoyed our study in Proverbs, and I appreciate y'all, uh, your, your attention.